0: This is your host, Alexis Morai, and I'm so happy that you're here sharing this moment with me. Welcome to this week's episode of Divine Wisdom. Thank you so much for being here. I just cannot believe that we've made it to the end of 2023. Like, what is going on? This year went by insanely fast, and yet I feel like a completely different person than I was at the beginning of this year, which honestly, I feel that every single year, but this year in particular has been so healing, and I've just undergone so much growth, and I could not be more grateful. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you. Thank you for being a part of this journey. Thank you for tuning in and for sharing this sacred space with me. You know, every time I get on the mic, it's like having a heart-to-heart with my best friends, and I just wouldn't have it any other way. It is so fun, and I am so honored. I feel so grateful for every single person that chooses to just spend a little bit of their day listening to what i have to say it's honestly just the greatest honor of my life so thank you if you follow the podcast on instagram you know that i am doing a little q and a portion to this episode i just really wanted to open up the floor to you guys and answer any questions that you might have Granted, Divine by Design is still in the very beginning stages and there aren't many of you yet, but I think that makes it even more special. So, just thank you for being here from the beginning and thank you to everyone that sent in a question. I'm so excited to answer them. So, I've got my water, I've got a little cozy blanket that my grandmother crocheted for me and gave to me for Christmas like the sweetest thing ever. And I got the good vibes flowing because today we're diving into the spiritual roller coaster that was 2023. Mm, as I reflect on 2023, one theme that resonates so deeply is detachment. Now, if you've been tuning into the podcast at all this year, I'm sure that you know this. It's been a journey of learning to release control, release expectations of how I think or want my life to turn out and honestly just releasing the people and the situations that I'm no longer in alignment with. And I started this year off actually by thinking that I was going to make this huge like move to Vegas and make these huge strides in my career Um, and with the podcast. And when things didn't go according to this plan that I had curated in my head, I honestly almost fell apart. But I found that detachment isn't just about shedding what no longer serves us. It's an act of trust, a, a surrender to the rhythm of life. I had to trust that the universe had a different plan for me, a better one, And in retrospect, making that move would have been one of the most horrible decisions of my life. So thank you, universe, for protecting me. In my quiet moments of introspection and just reflecting on that entire situation and reflecting on all the situations this year where I had to practice detachment, I discovered the beauty of letting go to create space. Space for growth, space for new, more fulfilling connections, and space for unexpected blessings. Detachment for me has become a profound lesson in the art of allowing, going with the flow, and it's been a beautiful journey. Detaching was like clearing the canvas and making room for something new, and that something new turned out to be my confidence, a radiant, empowering force that nudged me to step into the fullness of who I am. And in the space created by detachment, I found the courage to embrace my inner confidence and speak from my heart. 2023 taught me to step into my own light, into my divinity, to be unapologetically myself, flaws, quirks, and all. And confidence- wasn't some like magic potion it was definitely a journey a a series of you know small steps that led me to become more radiant and more magnetic and more secure in myself than ever but it was it was worth all of all of the effort (laughs) that it took from navigating crowded spaces by myself to putting down my phone when i'm in public and just Truly being present, I found strength in taking up space. Learning to speak up for myself and setting boundaries have become acts of self-love as opposed to something that makes me so anxious and makes me feel like I want to throw up. (laughs) Breaking free from the chains of people-pleasing has been one of the most magical things to happen to me this year. Confidence for me isn't about being flawless it's about knowing myself so deeply and loving myself so much and also owning my shit and being able to call myself out when i need to speaking my truth and and just celebrating this messy beautiful journey of mine it's about expressing myself without filters Embracing vulnerability and just truly allowing others to witness the most real, most raw version of myself without worrying about how I'm being perceived. This year, I also found a lot of strength in saying no when needed, which has been something that felt like a curse word for most of my life. You know, being a former people pleaser, it was like no did not exist in my vocabulary but this year the once blurry lines became clear and forming boundaries that protected my peace and nurtured my well-being just started to make the most sense thank goodness i refuse to live my life for other people anymore my default mode has always been people-pleasing so being assertive is not you know something that comes naturally and it's still something that i you know struggle with sometimes but in Those moments where I am assertive and I do stand up for myself and I do like speak my truth, I just feel so empowered and I respect myself more for it every single time. Setting boundaries truly creates a space where I can rest in my authenticity and I've made a commitment to myself this year to never again put myself in situations where I don't feel comfortable or safe or that I just don't want to be in. Yeah. <laughs> those are I was trying to think of anything else, but those are kind of just the main lessons that I've learned this year. Obviously, there's so much more and I could get so deep with it, but I feel like every time I learn something new, I made a whole episode on it. So, if you haven't listened to my previous episodes, definitely, you know, go check them out after this if you feel so called to. But I just wanted to take a minute and extend my deepest gratitude for all that i've been blessed with this year obviously it was filled with really tough and painful moments and lessons but it was so worth it all because each time that i let go of someone or something that wasn't serving me each time that i honored my sacred no oh my goodness you guys i was just shown how magical and abundant the universe can be and Uh, First and foremost, the friendships that I have attracted this year, mm, the sacred sisterhood that I have experienced, uh, it's just been so healing and inspiring, honestly. I've been blessed to welcome into my life some of the most incredible souls that I've ever met who have truly just become more than friends to me. They're, They're my chosen family Mm, I'm just so grateful for them you guys like it's been such a beautiful journey just In my friendships, I feel so seen and I feel so held and I feel so known and loved and Poured into it's unlike anything that i've ever experienced previously and i'm so 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 grateful for my sisters Speaking of family (laughs) This year also brought me a lot closer to my mom, my mother. The healing conversations and the laughter and the moments that we've shared this year have just brought us closer than ever. And I'm so grateful to have found a best friend in my mom. Like It is mm, so good. So, so, so good. What else? I'd also... mm, Again, I'd like to extend my deepest gratitude for the fact that the Divine by Design community has grown so much this year. It just warms my heart and brings tears to my eyes to know that our conversations are reaching more and more souls. Thank you again for being a part of this journey. I don't know, you guys. The universe has just been so on point this year and, and so many of my manifestations have come to fruition, which is probably just one of my favorite and most exciting parts of this human experience and part of this journey. I'm recording this episode right now in an apartment that I've been manifesting for a while (laughs) and it feels like a reminder that when we express gratitude for what we have, we create space for even more to flow in even more goodness more blessings more abundance just more it's magical and beautiful and so so rewarding wait there's more i just thought of more <laughs> i'm like there's so much to be grateful for but i landed two dream jobs this year that bring so much joy to my soul i just truly cannot believe that i get paid to do things that i love it's abundance in every sense, honestly. So yeah, you guys, here's to 2023. A year of abundance, joy, and so many blessings. Mm. Now I'd like to get into answering a couple of your questions. So the first one says, what is the best Part about starting a podcast and the most challenging? Mm, This is such a good one. Thank you so much for asking. Your engagement means the absolute world to me. So I'd say the most exhilarating part of starting a podcast is witnessing a dream take tangible form. Mm -hmm. It's like breathing life into something that once existed only in The realms of your imagination like it is so wild what began as just this little seed of inspiration this little idea that seemed so intangible at the time has grown into this incredible adventure and that alone just feels so empowering it's also a testament to the incredible capacity that we have to bring our visions to life You know, other than that, I'd say some of the best moments of this podcast journey are when I feel deeply connected with my audience. Just knowing that my words and experiences resonate with other human beings. It's like, it's a kind of fulfillment that goes beyond numbers and analytics. Like, mm, I'm so grateful. I just cannot keep, I, I love you guys so much. Also just being in alignment with my purpose and feeling the sense of connection and resonance, it just makes every one of my efforts worthwhile. Okay, now we could talk about the challenges because, I mean, of course, every journey has its ups and downs. Um, In the beginning of my podcast journey, I really wrestled with comparison and just seeking external validation, which I've struggled with for a large portion of my life so it's been a journey of just learning to appreciate my unique voice and my creation without worrying about what anyone else thinks without worrying about other people's opinions or without worrying about other people's creations like it has nothing to do with me there is enough room for all of us to thrive 444 as I'm recording this. Mm. I've also learned that the core of my podcast lies in my passion and love for it. So shifting the focus inward and recognizing that external validation doesn't define the worth of my creation, it's been a transformative process. Overcoming these, you know, couple of challenges has led to A healthier and more sustainable outlook at the end of the day it's the love for what i do that keeps this podcast thriving it's about creating content rooted in authenticity and purpose you know that's that's where the true magic lies so i'm like there are challenges but i feel like i've overcome them which is such a blessing in and of itself Wow. Okay. I popped off on that one, but I hope that sharing my podcast journey sparks a flame within you, reminding you to never stop chasing your dreams, your ideas, your passions. They have the power to manifest into something extraordinary. So, you know, whether it's a podcast or any other dream that you hold close, nurture it, babe, believe in it and watch the magic unfold. I certainly believe in you. So, And of course, you know, the journey will have its challenges, but the fulfillment of seeing your dreams come to life is worth every step, at least in my opinion. So keep dreaming, keep creating, and never underestimate the incredible potential within you. Your journey is uniquely yours, and it's waiting to unfold in ways you can't even begin to imagine. The next question is also a really good one, and it's something that I always like to talk to people about and pick people's brain about. And that is Do you think using the new year as a timestamp to change in the ways you aspire to be is more beneficial for us as a whole or more hurtful? I have a couple of different opinions on this one. So, first, I believe that winter is a season designed for you know, deep healing and introspection and shedding what no longer serves us. It's, you know, hibernation, it's hermit mode. It's a time to turn inward and and gather strength for the upcoming season of spring. Aligning your New Year's resolutions with the beginning of spring to me feels more in alignment with our biological rhythms. Attempting, you know, these major life changes in the heart of winter can feel a little bit counterintuitive to me and to our, you know, human nature. I actually dive deeper into this like topic in a previous episode, which is wild. I think I recorded it like almost a year ago now. Um, and we just kind of explored the intentional connection between our life cycles and the seasons because it's truly fascinating how syncing our goals and our manifestations with nature's rhythm can foster like, lasting change. Keyword being lasting. Some people obviously find the new year to be a powerful, symbolic, fresh start, and I could definitely see that, especially with how we've been conditioned to believe that it's a time for, you know, new year's resolutions and attempting to just change your life for the better. But I also believe that change should be a continuous, evolving process. Personally, I believe that any time is the right time for growth. The key is genuine commitment and consistency. You know, I don't necessarily think it matters too much about the month, but I would challenge you guys to instead of, you know, diving into major life changes in the midst of winter, consider waiting until the spring. Give yourself the gift of aligning your aspirations with the blooming, blossoming energy of the springtime. In my own journey, I've found that sinking my resolutions and manifestations with the natural rhythm feels just so different and more in tune with the ebb and flow of life. So I challenge you guys, try it out, see if the change that you seek not only feels different but lasts longer. I feel like a lot of times when we try to set goals for ourselves in the middle of the winter, we often, you know, it just doesn't last very long. I promise you guys, if you just wait a couple more months, write it out for a couple more months and then Try it out in the spring. I mean, spring with its promise of rebirth and renewal and blossoming, it's like the perfect time to nurture those seeds of intention that you've been planting during the quieter winter months. I'd also, if you guys do wait until spring, I'd love to hear if this more like intentional approach brings a new depth and lasting power to your aspirations. Try it out, see what you think. And thank you so much for asking this question. Okay, and then the next question is, are we hurting our youth by giving them electronics at such a young age? And as someone that works at an elementary school as a kindergarten aide, I have a lot to say about this one. I've witnessed firsthand the impact of early exposure to screens on our young learners, and it's honestly a concern that goes far beyond the classroom and affects their entire development. Many students that I work with struggle academically and are far behind developmentally, and it's clear that excessive screen time plays a very large role in that. A lot of them have underdeveloped fine motor skills you know they don't go outside much and the effects are real i've also noticed an increase in violent behavior which is honestly just so sad and scary in my opinion the key lies in responsible screen time management setting limits and ensuring that the content that your kids are watching is educational i feel like that could mitigate some of these challenges it's hard though because we live in an age where you know it's so common for everyone to be using electronics but i think as we navigate this digital age it's just crucial for parents educators and caregivers or whoever to collaborate in establishing healthy screen time habits for our youth for sure The goal, you know, is not to eliminate technology because I don't think that will ever happen, but to use it as a tool for education and entertainment in a balanced and developmentally appropriate way. Our young minds deserve a holistic approach to learning that encompasses both the digital and physical realms, So thank you for that question. It's something that I'm actually very passionate about since I, you know, witness the effects in my everyday life. The next question is, what kind of actions would you recommend to someone trying to distance themselves from certain people due to feeling overwhelmed and exhausted at times? It's not that I don't want to be friends. I just don't have the time, lol. (laughs) First of all, this is a safe space. So thank you for your transparency. I totally have been there and i would say that open and honest communication is key with friendships, relationships. Consider expressing your truth to your friends or whoever with love and honesty and just let them know. Like hey, i'm navigating a busy season and you know, in the spirit of self-care, i need to also create time for rest. Like you need to prioritize rest over I don't know it can just get to be a lot when you're really busy and then you're also trying to like entertain your friends and your family and it could just feel so overwhelming so maybe just suggest occasional catch-ups or heartfelt you know voice messages or something to maintain that friendship that connection if you do have the capacity to do that And just remember that setting boundaries is an act of self love and your energy is a sacred resource. So if you just don't have the time right now, let them know. And if they're truly your friend, they will understand. That's such a good question. I'm just so happy. Okay, so the last question is a wonderful one. I would love to make a whole podcast episode about this, but I do want to wrap this up because I'm recording this literally december 31st and like my mom is fully texting me right now like where are you so the last question is is pornography hurtful to our society and in my opinion there is a spectrum i'm not gonna say yes or no i think that there's content that can be really harmful and um, violent and unrealistic as well and there's content that could be more educational and inclusive. So it honestly depends. And I think that it's crucial to acknowledge that there are platforms that exist that offer healthier, more authentic alternatives. And as society evolves, I think that destigmatizing discussions around sex and around porn is so important. (laughs) Honesty about our relationships with This kind of content, free from shame, allows for more informed and open conversations and dialogue, and it's very, very important. I would just encourage everyone to take a responsible approach to, one, how much you're consuming the content because it can very easily turn into an addiction and that can become really harmful. So I would say take a responsible approach to how much you're consuming the content as well as prioritizing content that aligns with more positive values. There are platforms out there, there are websites that, 777 by the way, that offer better, more inclusive, safer content for sure. So um, yeah, I guess that's my answer. I don't know if that helped at all. I would say Um, it's not really as easy as a yes or no question, but if you'd like, I could definitely do an entire episode on pornography, on hookup culture. I have a lot of experience in that. So, um, yes, I also have a lot of opinions and I think that was all the questions. And yeah, as we move forward, you guys, I'm just so excited for the growth that awaits us in this new year. The beauty of this journey truly lies in the shared experiences, the conversations, and the collective wisdom that we're building together. So I just cannot wait to see what the new year unfolds for our community. Whether you've been with us since the beginning or you're new, I just wanted to say thank you again. Thank you for being a part of this space. I am truly honored that you are here And as we step into the unknown of this upcoming year, 2024, let's embrace it with open hearts and open minds. Our journey is evolving and I am just so thrilled to have each and every one of you by my side. With that said, feel free to subscribe to the podcast if you enjoyed this episode. That would mean the absolute world to me. If you have any questions or comments, always feel free to message me over on Instagram or TikTok at Divine by Design Podcast and give the podcast a follow. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want to follow my personal account, you can find me at Alexis Mariah with an extra H. Thank you for like the 15th time for being a part of this journey. And may your own journey be filled with light and love, and all the good things. Goodbye.